was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Me and Brandon are going to be breaking down the incredibly disappointing game from this weekend and then looking forward to Kansas State, what we can expect from the Wildcats. So let's get to it. All right, Brandon, what's going on? How are you feeling after Saturday? How am I feeling about the, the state of the football program or just your in general? I'm doing, I'm doing good. Oh, uh, well, good. It, kind of. It's been a rough weekend. <laughs> you got the Cowboys losing in yes. the fashion that they only know how to lose by, and then the Red Raiders losing in the fashion that they know how to lose by. So uh, right. rough week, uh, rough weekend for any Cowboy Red Raider fans. There's a ton of them, so uh, we're all mourning together. But season's not over for either one of them. So no. And what's weird about both of those games is, <clears throat> if you would ask me on Friday, you know, what what those games are going to look like this weekend, I would have said both blowouts. You yeah. Know, not close in the fourth quarter um, for both games, and I was totally prepared for that. Totally fine with that. Um, and then both ended up being close enough to make you insane. So that yeah. was that was awesome. Uh, like you said, only the way that Texas Tech and the Cowboys can do it. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's anxiety that nobody's felt in a long time with COVID and everything. And I think I tweeted <laughs> it. I kind of missed it. But at the same time, like I threw my hat a couple of times with the Cowboys game. But um, <laughs> not that the Tech game because we're professional and not supposed to react or anything. But right. But, you know, 16,615 people were in attendance. So that was uh, interesting to see, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you could hear them, you know, in the stadium. You could tell that people were getting into it, which is good. I mean, if you weren't a Texas or Texas Tech fan, I mean, that was a dang good college football game. Oh, yeah. You know, which yep. it would have been really – and I wrote this today on the site, but, you know – a lot of times that's just the way the football goes. I mean, we saw it in the Cowboys game last week, you know, when then they recovered that onside kick and went down and kicked the field goal against the Falcons. And it just seems like stuff like this happens to this program yeah. more than other programs. Yeah. And I guess it's just maybe we're not following those other programs as close or, um, you know, anything like that, but it just seems like you meant, like you said, it kind of seems like it always happens and it's a sucky feeling. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and I, and I do think it's a Texas Tech problem because I saw national guys tweeting, you know, we had a 99.9 win probability mm-hmm. or whatever, and there was, like, national guys tweeting that, quote tweeting it and saying there needs to be, like, a Texas Tech factor in these, <laughs> in these prediction models because, you know, it's, it's different. And so I think that that goes to show you that it is a, an us problem. It's because, like I wrote, like – you can chalk this up a lot of times. That's that's just the way football goes sometimes. But when you look back, you know, on the Cliff and now the Wells era, I mean, how you can just count so many games where you're just like, how did we snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory? You know, like, how did this happen? And, and another thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the box score while we're talking. Mm-hmm. And I felt pretty good about the defense up until those last two drives. And you gave up 63 points. Like what a, yeah. I don't understand how to 
why do I have that feeling? Is it because they were good enough to win? (laughs) What you gave up 22 points um, from 313 left in the clock until overtime, till the end of the game. You gave up 15, obviously, in regulation. Right. And what the worst part about that was they took 34 seconds with two minutes and 39 seconds on the clock. They took 34 seconds to go down and score before that onside kick. And then they get that onside kick. Right. And they go down and score in a minute 59. And they they give you some time, too. Obviously, that we... we yeah. Oh, yeah. With Wells' little, um, what did he say, uh, mistake. Yeah. I yeah. paused because, you know, I don't know. I don't know what kind of coaching, like, what can, what can you be thinking about besides maybe clock or maybe somebody else should be handling clock, clock management. But um, he thought it was, what, third down or second down and yeah. it was one or the other. Right. And, I mean, that's crucial. Like, even Pat yeah. Mahomes was like, why did you call a timeout? Like, yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I thought that – I thought we were at least going to get in range to attempt a field goal. And yeah, we, you got to at least try. Did. Yeah, we almost did with that Vasher. Mm-hmm catch down the sideline that was close um and it's one of those deals and, and you see it in football all the time we've we've watched enough football people listen to this have watched enough football to know that when the tide turns in a game like that and it is dang near impossible to get that thing back in your direction i mean it is like trying to lift you know it's trying to like deadlift some like a number that you have no business lifting i mean it is it is monumental trying to get that momentum, that energy back in when you already thought you won and now you're fighting for your life. And I think you saw that on that last drive. There wasn't a huge sense of urgency and you especially saw it in overtime. I mean, it, those, I mean, it, you didn't, you could have just went out there and, you know, spiked the ball three times and, and you, you would have ended up better than what you did, you know, and it's, it sucks, but, you know, it's like I said going into it, we, I predicted a 15-point game, and I was being generous, I thought. You know, I thought it was going to be closer to the spread, about 20. Um, but, you know, it's all about the journey and how you get there, you know? Yeah, and uh, you brought up the, the point that uh, we had a 99% chance of winning at one point. My buddy was in the stands, and I saw him today. He was telling me he was sitting by some Texas fans. Mm-hmm. And the Texas fan looks at him and goes, wow, we probably have about a 1% chance of of uh, dropping this thing or winning this thing, you know, turning it around when they're down 15. Right. And my buddy says he looks at him. He's like, ah, we're Texas Tech. I'd say you got about right. 15 20% chance of something not going uh, the Red Raiders way. And he ended up being right because we're so used to it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, the, the Oklahoma State game last year, that was similar-ish to this game. I mean, we had a bigger lead against them. We Tech played better. You know, it, it was a lot – this game is a lot closer than that one. But they recovered an onside kick in that game too and went down and scored. You know, like it is the life of a Tech – and the thing about it is, is in both of those cases, it wasn't bad play on Texas Tech's part. It was, It was just – the bounce of the ball it's like we the talked ball doesn't about it go your we, way. yeah i mean we talked about it before we got on here what was mcpherson supposed i mean like that was a that thing was screaming at him 
he it wasn't going to go out of bounds. The Texas guys were surrounding him already. Like, I mean, sure, and he needs to catch that ball. That's what he's there to do. But, I mean, that is exactly what you want. If you if you are Texas, that's the exact that's the exact kick you want. And they got it and recovered it. And, and you know what what stinks though is like you said, they scored way too quick, especially on that first drive. I mean, way too quick. Well, Wells said that that pooch kick wasn't executed correctly. Um, you know, it would have been much nicer for them to have to drive from the 25 and not the 40 or whatever it was. But it's still, I mean, you're giving up chunk plays like like there's 30 seconds left on the clock, not two and a half minutes. You know, it's like – and another thing, like we said before we started, even if you recover that onside kick, I don't have confidence you finish that game out. I mean, I, yeah. I think you're going to give it back to them with 45 seconds left. And we saw the way they moved down the field, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I'm still not even confident in that. And, and that's, and I, I'll tell you that the big thing, and I, I want your opinion on this is the biggest difference in the defense between the, you know, first part of the game and the end is his pass rush. When Texas was slowing down, you were getting pressure on the quarterback. We saw it with Eli Howard, Jalen Hutchings, Tyree Wilson showing up. You were getting in Ellinger's face and f- forcing him to get rid of the ball quicker, to, to have some errant throws. And then you, we saw in the last part, we couldn't get near him. No, you couldn't. I have no idea why you rushed three. Um, where was it? I'm trying to think back to the game. I haven't rewatched it yet. But, well, I can um, tell you, you can rush – they were rushing three some in the third and it was mm-hmm. working. They were yeah. getting to the, to the quarterback and they were playing their zones. Well, but you have, to, you, if you're going to rush through, you have to at least make Ellinger move around and, and tech wasn't, we just weren't getting to him. Yeah. And I mean, I can remember a couple of plays, highlight plays when they were getting in his face, like you mentioned, and he was, you can just tell he was, he would throw it away or he would just, you know, go incomplete and they were just getting frustrated. And then there are times, crucial times, or he was just standing there pretty clean. Yeah. Or if they rushed three, he just went QB draw right up the middle. Right. Like, and that's what was frustrating me is because you know he's going to take off. Right. And yeah, and we still, knew that. We we said that before. that We said that on last yeah. week's podcast. And uh, I think a big play, too, a big whiff was the Kosai Eldridge had him in the backfield. Right. At one point for a sack, and he just kind of just stiff arms his way out of that one. Yeah, and uh, you know, picks up like seventeen or something like that for you know a first down. But um, yeah, just kind of late, late mistakes by the defense, which we we said all week too in last week's podcast is they're gonna if they shoot themselves in the foot, yeah, they're not gonna win this game, and that's exactly what they were doing at points. Um, another thing too though, before we get too late, the penalties were pretty okay if I remember correctly. Um, I think somebody brought it up. But um, trying to find. I will it. say the one penalty that we won the penalty battle. Tech did. Uh-huh. But the problem was is that missed pass interference on the Vasher play on third down. Like obvious. I mean, how many times have we been playing? Has Tech been playing Texas? And the commentators gone back on a replay and talked about a missed call. Like that doesn't happen very often. And they were harping on that missed pass interference call. And what happens in the next play? Block punt, touchdown, Texas. I mean, that's that's a huge swing in in the game. I mean, you go from getting another set of downs to they've got six points up on the board, seven points up on the board, which to me is kind of the story of this game. And 
you tell me tell me if I'm wrong here, but you have that play, you have perfectly executed onside kick, immediately throw a pick. You have mm-hmm. blocked punt, immediately throw a pick. You know, you have Sir Roderick Thompson run that puts us up fifteen. We blow a pooch kick and give them the ball in the forty. They score in thirty seconds. I mean, it was it was almost and this is kind of coach speak when I say this, but they couldn't, it's almost like tech couldn't handle success. It was like, anytime something good happened, we were like, all right, you know, let's unleash it and let's, let's get after it. And unfortunately that led to mistakes. Yeah. And uh, while I'm looking at this too, is uh, Texas had 10 penalties for hundred yards. We had four for 15. Yeah. That's impressive. I mean, yes, that should win you a football game. And then yeah. you force six, uh, six punts. And then what else do you got here? Uh, time of possessions really uh, got me going here. First quarter. Sorry about the dog. She's coughing. If you heard that. <laughs> You're good. Um, first quarter, time of possession, 11 minutes, 34 seconds is how, how long Texas had the ball. Right. We had it See, for three minutes and 26 it's seconds. Hard for me to, it's hard for me to care about time of possession as long as you're scoring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then that third quarter where you had all your success, you had, a, you had the ball for 10 minutes and 59 seconds, 11 yeah. minutes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, and it was, you know, Texas won the turnover battle, which, you know, is cliche, but it is true. I mean, you win the turnover battle, you have a good chance of winning. Um, and so, you know, even though it looks like Tech blew that game, which they did, I mean, there were, you know, losing the turnover battle doesn't help. And, and you know, and, it, and it's not all turnovers are created equally. You know, like that picked in on fourth down, that counts as a turnover at the end of the game. You know, yeah, sure, that that counts as a turnover, but it's it's not nearly as costly as, oh, we just recovered an onside kick we have a chance to steal a possession. We have a chance to get points that weren't planned and Bowman underthrows Vasher or doesn't see the, the deep safety and gives it right back to Texas. And then, you know, tech has a perfectly timed, perfectly called block punt. Bowman gets, gets the ball back. And again, I don't even know what that throw was. It's like I said today on the side, I don't even want to try to think of what he saw, but even if if the guy who picked it off didn't pick it off, there was another guy right behind him ready to intercept it. You know, and so it's two times when you could have stolen points or even just had a solid drive put together to give your defense some time to get prepared. Instead, it's immediate. It's like they didn't even happen. You know, it was yeah. just, you're giving the ball right back to them. At one point, because I was reading the board, obviously, when this is going, the live thread – um, a lot of people were harping for Columbia, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if you're, I, I don't know if you, if you chimed in on that or not. I think you may have, but um, I'm thinking like, obviously Allen's your guy, uh, three interceptions. I don't know what would have happened to, I just don't see them pulling him really. No, I, it, I mean, more interceptions like that, and I think you you start to have that conversation, um, but you know it, it's just this, being a quarterback is about so much more than playing the position, and it's about you know about managing the game, managing your offense, I mean leading the team as a whole, and 
you know, we see, you know, he shouldn't, you know, Bowman needs to know we just made a big play on special teams. I know we want to take a shot here. I mean, that's what you do after something like that. You take a shot, but I also need to know I can't give the ball right back to this team. And, you know, twice he gave the ball right back, you know, just throw it out of bounds, take a sack, you know, do do anything. Just make sure we have the ball on the next down, you know, and he wasn't able to do that. And, and it's become a meme now, but you know, him giving the horns down with up 15, you know, I would have much, I would, I want my quarterback saying like, let's finish, let's finish, finish, finish." you know, and he may have been, you know, we don't know, but you know, there were guys who were at the game saying that, you know, the team was dancing and celebrating up 15. And you could tell that when you could tell by the, there was no urgency on those last two drives from the defense. There was, I mean, over, overtime looked like, honestly, it looked like some possessions in the Houston Baptist game where you just looked like you hadn't practiced like out of sorts. And if you weren't planning on going back in on a meaningful drive, I can see why. They just look so deflated. They looked. They went from that huge high to just okay. We just we we just that just happened, right? Like, and that's kind of my point. There shouldn't have been a high until no. the clock was over. When the mm-hmm. clock was at zero, that's when the high should have happened. You know, and yeah. And so I, I don't have a ton of problems with the way Bowman played, other than those two picks. But I just want to, you know, as a team leader and the quarterback, I want our, I want him to f- be able to focus the team on finish, finish, you know, and again, he may have been, I don't, I'm not on the sideline. I'm just going off what we saw on TV and what people have reported who were there. Yeah. And there's a, so where we sit in the press box, I won't say quote for quote what uh, coach Yo said, but uh, we sit right in between the coaches boxes. Uh, obviously it's a big room, but we, I, my seats closer to the um, Texas tech box. There was a play in there. I couldn't tell you when, but it was it was during regulation, where um, and a lot of people might remember it too. The Allen goes out there. He's in shotgun. At least it looks like he is. But everybody's running around looking everywhere. They don't right. know what they're doing. Yeah. You you hear this? You hear some one of the coaches yells, and it was Coach Yost. I'm pretty sure. It's like he doesn't know the play, and right. like you can hear him punching the table and stuff. And you could tell it's frustrating. Also, he didn't say that quote for quote because I can't use those words probably. But um, <laughs> I'm close enough to to hear that, and you know, it's just interesting to hear that. And just you know, they they had their own they had their mistakes in regulation too. That I mean, that, that might have been in the first quarter, I believe. But um, I mean, until Sir Roderick's big run, they were pretty much um, he was pretty much silent. And um, I think in order to win that game in re- in regulation, they they should have been running the ball a little bit more. But then when you don't want to throw the ball on third and seven, third and six, did you, do you remember that play? Yeah. Where it was a draw? I, I noticed that I, I put this on my notes. You run that play when you know you're going to go for it on fourth down. And they did it twice. And one time it was a third and six and they converted. And then uh-huh. they tried to do it again and lost five yards. Are you talking about the one and then they missed the field goal afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. And so you run an easy run play to like – at the very worst, you know, it's fourth and five. At the very worst, we're getting two, uh, one yards, two yard, one yard, two yards, and, you know, we'll go for it on fourth and three. 
Well, now it's fourth and 10, and we're kicking a 46-yard field goal, 43-yard field goal, whatever it was, and you miss it. And you would have liked to have those three points, by the way. Um, and so, you know, it's just – I understand the frustration of the board running that play. And maybe you disagree with me, but can you see the, the merit in the thinking of we've got two downs to score – or we've got two downs to get the first here and – Here's my here's here should be my play to get an easy for or get an easy few yards. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you brought up the missed field goal, and I was just thinking. I mean, would that have helped you in the end? I guess. I mean, because you would have been up three. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it would have been a two possession game, right? At like at the after they scored the initial touchdown, that last touchdown before the onside kick. Like if we would have been, been like. If, Go ahead. I mean, we would have been up instead of fifteen. We'd been up at eighteen. Eighteen. Which would have been three. We would have been three possessions. Three possessions. Yeah. Which would have been yeah. huge. I mean, then also, they probably don't have enough. To, they would have had to execute two onside kicks. Yeah, and then that scene, you just like your chances there. The um, PTSD of the snap infraction. Do you remember that call? <laughs> oh, I, so that was another one. I was at that game because we were living in Bryan at the time. So I drove up to Waco to watch that. And but um. I left before overtime because I knew how it was going to go, similar yeah. to this game. There was that chance whenever he did kick the point after, I think, yeah, on the Sir Roderick run. Mm-hmm. I might have gone for two there. Yeah, people – yeah, I I was – I thought so. Because then obviously, even though they get that two, which they did, that two-point yeah. conversion, they'd be down a point. It would have been, what, 56, 55? Right, you make it a three possession or a, a yeah, you make it three possessions, game. two possessions. Yeah, if you score the two, and right. obviously, you I mean the chances they do win it in regulation, obviously. But I mean, I say take your shot if you're going to play aggressive. What do you What do you plan to? You know, you're not. What do you, I agree what with lose? that because there there's not like I don't think Ellinger. I mean, I, Ellinger played really really well three of the four quarters in this game. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not a huge Ellinger fan, but I'll give him that. And, but there's not many quarterbacks that I would rather have in a two point conversion situation, you know, than him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if I'm tech, I'm assuming if they score, they're getting the two. So, yeah, like you, I agree with you. Why not make it nine instead of eight? Yeah. yeah. Either nine or seven. And that way they're either going to kick the, the PAT and send his overtime or they're going to. Yeah, you're going to force uh, them into making that to do another onside kick, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had forgotten about that. I, I said it at the time, but, yeah, I had forgotten. That's a good point. And, and there, there's some things, you know, you know, I know a lot of people on the board are, are getting frustrated with um, coaching decisions. What did you think about all that talk after the game? Did you agree with it? What did you think? For just like in general or? Yeah, just the coaching decision, the – all the harping on the coaching decisions throughout the game. What do you think? Is all the criticism warranted, I guess I should say? You definitely saw better coaching this game than in week one against Houston Bab. You weren't outcoached. Yeah. You weren't uh, – you didn't really put them in horrible spots until late in the game. The right. pooch kick situation, I kind of, kind of understand that, meaning I can see why he did it, but I wish he wouldn't have. But Because uh, right. I think um, – was it Johnson, whatever his last name is? Can't remember the kid, but um, where is it at? The Texas returner? Yeah, Jameson, Deshaun Jameson. He took one. He almost broke one. 
Yeah, he had, his longest was 42 yards. Yeah. But they only took two back. They only right. returned two kicks, that being one of them. Yeah. So, like, I play your chances of Trey Wolf has been kicking these out of, out of the end zone or, you know, they've been kneeling them. You know, they've been touchbacks. Mm-hmm. Except that one time. I give him the benefit of the doubt and just say boom it and just – you know, make a play instead of yeah. that. Then you got to deal with the pooch kick, and then apparently he missed it. And right. it's kind of like just I I would just say go for it. You're playing the same game. You're playing football. Just go kick it normally. Yeah. You know, let them let them make a play. You know, let them earn it. And you yeah. kind of just set them up really really nicely there. Right. And you but, know, I mean, there's a lot of people saying like you or Wells lost this game. Yeah. And, and, and I don't uh, know where to. I don't, I don't know where to fall on that. I mean. We've mentioned the Cowboys a few times on this podcast. I mean, how many times does does Mike McCarthy, you know, mismanage time, mismanage timeouts, mismanage point situations? Should I go for two? Should I go for one? You know, and, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. You know, he's the head coach of the Cowboys. You know, I mean, so if, if, if you're wanting Texas Tech to hire a coach that makes all the right decisions, you'll, you will forever be unhappy there's yeah. not a coach out there. I mean, ask any fan base. Every fan base is mad at their at, at their coach's decision making the entire game. And so I don't necessarily know if you if Wells lost this game. I don't I mean I, I should say I don't know if his decision making lost the game. Yeah. But I think it's one of those deals where it didn't help. And I think you need to something needs to give it's like we talked about at the beginning like these kinds of you know wheels off games can't keep going in tech's opponent's direction you know what i mean yeah and um I, it's another cliche that we're bringing up again for me here is he's obviously not the one making the plays on the field right and um when you look at it this isn't a coach wells thing this has been a thing since you know cliff was here yeah since you know, Tupperville was even here. You just have those those games that you just remember, like, oh, we should have had this one. We should have had that one. And obviously, every coach has those games. But, you know, you make a coaching change, and they're still there. And you're still blaming this coach. When in reality, I mean, if the same problems are consistently happening, I mean, it, you know, it's, it might be, it's probably a player issue. Or, you know, or just, just you know, a culture just, issue. It's a culture issue, and they need to yeah. find a way to – like think Rico Jeffers said it when they got him, they just got to kind of choke him out and just kind of don't let him get back up. Like, right. And it seems like they do that every year, no matter the coach. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's just so frustrating because, and it's been said, but you know, everybody who's angry also expected them to lose, you know, but it's yep. just the way that it, it's just the way that it happened. You know, it, it, it was embarrassing. You know, it's, it's, it's not something you want. It's just like a punch to the to, to the gut, you know, when mm-hmm. you when you're ready to just celebrate a, a Texas Tech over Texas victory, which doesn't happen very often, and then it just gets ripped from you. Like I understand the emotional and the uh, and the, just the the gut reactions of people being upset and angry, you know. But I mean, there's just not there's not a ton to me. That that the staff could have done to stop that, 
You know, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe you tell Sir Roderick to not score, but I don't, I still don't. You feel like if he up. scores, then it's the nail in the coffin, right? Yeah, I mean, that's how you're you know, supposed to feel. You're right. Or, you know, maybe you tell, maybe you don't run. And I don't even think they necessarily were in prevent. I just don't think they were, I still, I think they were playing similar defense that they were throughout most of the game. They just weren't doing it with the same urgency, you know? And so, it's hard to exactly nail down what I'm trying to say. You know, ultimately, yes, the coaches are at fault because the game was lost. But it was the way that game went. There was, to me, just watching it, there wasn't a ton other than like, you know, bringing the sense of urgency out of the players that the coaches could have done. Um, but again, like I get it. I get the reaction. I get that it sucks. Um, you know, and some of the things that we said we wanted to see going into this game, don't you think we saw? I mean, the offense scored – I mean, the offense itself scored 49 points. Did you ever yeah. think the offense was going to score that many points going into this week? No, I didn't. And I didn't think Xavier Martin would get a, a touchdown somehow. Um, but sticks, sticking over time, I didn't expect to see a four-yard rush and a loss of four to start overtime. Yeah. I mean – yeah. I mean, that's and the I same think you thing take they, a shot towards TJ Vasher, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think you just go go for him. That's and that's the same thing that killed him. You know, setting up for that uh, field goal, or you know, going to go for it on fourth down, and they had to miss the kick the field goal that they missed. I, I agree. I mean, what were you successful all game doing? You were successful attacking them through the air. You know, they couldn't tackle in the back seven. Uh, I mean, that was obvious. They 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 missed more tackles than we did. Um, but I think it was kind of like what I was saying about you almost have to flip this switch where, you know, now we, you know, we were playing to kind of end this game. Now we have to play to win this game. And that switch is very hard to flip back on after it's been flipped off. And so you shouldn't have ever flipped it off, but I think it's obvious that they did. And so trying to flip that switch back on players, coaches, everybody, I think it was obvious in that overtime when with the production that we saw one thing i wanted to see was the um now that i'm taking a look at it and noticed it let me double check my numbers here so you go by i say last week keys to the game you got to protect allen texas didn't have one sack wow they didn't sack him once according to the stat sheet yeah i'm sure they the got one some time pressure, they but... did yeah the one time they did it was that joseph was size but his arm was going forward that strip sack Oh, right. The, yeah. um, so that would have been their one lone sack. But, but um, it was incomplete. But it was incomplete. So, um, but yeah, they, they definitely got pressure on him, but he was clean. He didn't hit the, yeah. technically, he didn't hit the ground once. I mean, for a stats point, point of view, um, they did get some pressure on him. I think they have they a limited few quarterback big, hurries. The defense limited big plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were and a few. You, I, I mean, I said hold them under five, and I think they had five plays over 20 yards. Yeah. And then the other schooler brother was was balling out a little bit yeah um but other than that you saw good play from you got two sacks on him tyree wilson shined um who else uh jalen jalen played which was nice yeah. nice to see yeah uh, how, many, how many rushing yards did they get let's see i have it right here they uh they ended up they rushed for more oh than wow tech did they rushed for 214 yards we had 148 attempts yep they averaged 4.5 per rush we averaged 4.8 uh-huh you're, I mean, they were pretty balanced. Yes. 
pretty, pretty yeah, balanced. They threw it 41 times and rushed it 48 times, which is, I mean, that's going to be their key to victory with a guy like Ellinger. Yeah. Um, you see this, I mean, like I said, penalties 10 for 100. They get no sacks. They give up 21 points in the third quarter. You'd pretty much think that they lost that game. I mean, they they also were shooting themselves in the foot a lot too. Yeah. Because obviously we, we talk about the Red Raiders a lot, but – um. Back to that main point, though. I mean, I think they we saw a lot of things that we said they needed to do, except the boneheaded mistakes sometimes, which you know those will just cost you. Yeah. Then and that's my big takeaway. And and I know people you know will say like, well, they still lost. Yeah. Okay. I I get it. You know, but but we don't root for Alabama. You know, we don't root for Clemson. So we're mm-hmm. gonna lose. You know, um, but. You almost lost to HBU two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, and now you should have beat the number eight team in the country. So yeah, there's no moral victories. It sucks. We made decisions. The the players made decisions. The coaches have made decisions that cost you the game. Yes, all of that can be true, but I think any kind of level-headed person will also say this football team took a step forward from mm-hmm. almost losing to an FCS school to should have beating the number eight team in the country. And, and that's, it's hard to find that balance on Saturday night after you blow that lead. But I think most rational people can look at it and say, this Texas Tech team is going to compete with everybody in the Big 12 and probably will have a chance to win every game on the rest of their schedule. Yeah. You, like I said last week, and like a lot of coaches say every season, your biggest improvements from week one to week two, I saw that. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. I saw that. And like yeah. you said, they're going to compete. And uh, I'm not going to feel like they're out of any game. And this might be a good transition to go to this next one. After right. seeing Oklahoma yeah. Saturday, I don't I don't see them struggling against any other team. Yeah. Unless you just don't wake up in Ames. That's like one where I wouldn't be surprised because like weird things they happen in Ames for some reason. Yeah. So, um, but um, other than that, I think you're going to compete for every game. And that was such a classic regular season game that you could even go bold. And, like, if they do end up being in every game and end up winning some of these games, you could see them again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, and it you could be another could. one of those games. Like, because, like, when Ted Baylor and Oklahoma met up again. Right. Right. It could be one of those. So. Right. Yeah. And, and, then, and that's as pissed off as I am and as you are and as the fan base is and, you know, the players and the coaches, everybody involved is pissed off it's better than getting blown out like everybody expected you know it's it's, funny yeah because everybody's like oh we're gonna get blown out and then they're pissed because like you're so close to winning right yeah sports suck man oh yeah it it does (laughs) it it, it does but you know we're hooked so yeah you know we'll we'll be watching at 2 30 on saturday when we play a kansas state team who speaking of fighting i mean they're down 17-7 they're down uh, – I think they were down at one point. Was it 30? 28. Was it 28? So, yeah, and they on, – on this high-powered Oklahoma offense and, you know, somehow, they, you know, they, they, they go – they score 24 points in the second and third quarter and end up winning that game. I mean, that's – that's got. I mean, that the tech, the tech 
the victory or the tech defeat pulling defeat out of the jaws of victory gets a little overshadowed luckily in the college football landscape because Oklahoma loses to a Kansas state team who they were 20 points favored on. So you, you hypothetically don't lose this game. You don't lose this game. You would be tied for first place mm-hmm. with, I mean, Oklahoma state and, and uh, that's it. Yeah. And I guess Baylor, but they have only played that one. So, um, yeah, you'd be at the, like, you'd be pretty sitting pretty right now, two, two or three, three technically, but you know, two games in three weeks into the season, you'd be pretty, pretty happy going into Kansas state. And that game would be, obviously it's ABC. You're on the national stage again at two thirty, which is going to be probably the new 11 AM, but um, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it too. I like those games, but um, instead, you know, Kansas State is now going to ride on this high. Who'd they lose to, by the way? They lost to Arkansas State. Yes, they did. Okay, see, so I mean, and Spencer I, Rattler was rattled. Yes, and sorry, um, I just want to correct myself. I was looking at the box score from last year when they lost. <laughs> when I okay. said that Kansas State scored twenty-four points over the second and third quarter, I'd forgotten that. Uh, Kansas State won, beat them last year too. Oh, did <laughs> they really? Because, yeah. So I, I was looking at I was looking at last year's score. <laughs> they uh, Kansas State scored seventeen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, and beat them by three. And they so, were down twenty-one to seven. Right. Actually, it might have been twenty-eight seven because I think the Sooners scored first in the in the second half. Right. So, but, so but yeah, yeah, seventeen mistake, unanswered. My mistake looking at the last time Kansas State. See, Kansas State, nobody wants to play Kansas State. Uh, I mean, but oh my God, I forgot. Yeah, that running back for their Deuce Vaughn. Yes. Because I was somebody, through here. Yeah, tell us about him because he is going to be a name that we are probably going to have to be pretty familiar with yeah. on Saturday. So, uh, so obviously, you go in passing Skylar Thompson, eight, 18 for 25, 334 yards. And then Deuce Vaughn was named the newcomer of the week uh, today on Monday this morning. Yeah. Um, and I looked at it and it says eight carries, 45 yards. And I was kind of like, what? All right. That's not newcomer of the week worthy, whatever. Right. You know, Tyree Wilson did a pretty dang good job. Right. Four catches, 129 yards. <laughs> so as he's, a running back. He's kind of there do it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, Coach uh, – Coach Wells said today he reminds them of the Lockets. I think it's what he said. Right. Yeah. But I think then somebody else mentioned on thread Darren Sproles for them because he doesn't have the size, but, right. but he'll beat you. He'll be able to beat you. Yeah. Um, and that's what he did. They used they used him a ton against Oklahoma. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I guess Oklahoma. I haven't seen the highlights or anything from that from that game. They were showing it at the at the stadium. I was getting my stuff ready, so I really wasn't paying attention to it. Yeah, I watched but, most um, of it. The, and uh, I, didn't Skylar Thompson have some mistakes? I mean, he, his stash sheet looks pretty clean. I mean, he it, it was one of those games where it looked like OU was going to coast to a mm-hmm. 14 to 21 point victory. And then all of a sudden they weren't, you know, it, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, like, just let me, let me, let me read you the, the stats here. So Kansas state was two for 11 on third down, but two for two on fourth down. Um, 
they had 400 total yards. OU had 517. Jesus. You know, um, Kansas had Kansas State had 66 rushing yards. OU had 130. Um, Kansas State even had more penalties and more penalty yardage, but OU had four turnovers. Rattler threw three picks, and they they had a fumble. Kansas State had zero, and there's the game. Turnovers. Turnovers. Wow. And then, and that's something that the Red Raiders did not. Alan Bowman dealt with yeah. this past week. And that's something that Kansas State has lived on and will live on into eternity. I mean, that's just – you can't – you cannot let them score on special teams. You cannot give them turnovers to capitalize on, but that is how they win football games, and they have for years and years. Mm. Well, that's kind of scary. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's one of those – I hate playing Kansas State – it's because, like I said, that they're going to have that kickoff return, punt return for a touchdown. They are going – you know they're going to be disciplined. They're not going to turn the ball over. And then, you know, you are going to have to – they're going to hold the ball for a long time. You know, you're going to have to be pretty much perfect. You're going to have to score when you have opportunities, and you can't give them the ball. And I don't know if the Red Raiders can do that to be totally honest. Oh, man. See, this is when I start to get nervous about these games, like on Mondays when we start right. actually looking at things. And, uh, I mean, in Manhattan, they're on a five, uh, what is it, four-game winning streak, I believe. Yes, since 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, well, no, they lost to Arkansas. Somehow lost to Arkansas State. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, against the Red Raiders, they're – Four and zero the past four years, so this will be Coach Wells' first year if they do win to right. uh, grab that victory. And uh, they all seem to be, except one in 2018, was they all they were all one possession games besides 2018. 2018, they just that was I think I remember that game. Uh, let's see, yeah, in Manhattan, 21 to six, I believe it was that game that uh, they didn't take the jackets yeah, or anything. Was- yeah. For the heaters, yeah, they didn't give them that. That's there's, the game also, they lost 21-6. There's also the one where you were up late, Tech is up late, and Kansas State comes back, mm-hmm. takes an eight-point lead. You go down, score, and Shimanek throws the two-point conversion to uh, the, onto the roof bar across. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, when I think of games against Kansas State, I mostly just think of pain. Even the ones – even the ones Tech wins, they're, they're never easy. Yeah, uh, they're nine and eleven against Kansas State. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, that's that's probably, I mean, pretty good compared to a lot of other you know Big Twelve schools that we've played. Yeah, recently, yeah. But, I think what fifty-two and something with Texas. Right. But, so, I mean, it's a yeah, game no. that Tech has won. They, yes. they they have the talent to win, and it goes back to my my breakdown of the offense today. Can the offense keep make good decisions, sustain drives, and score touchdowns instead of field goals? You know, it's it sounds simple. You could probably say that before every game, but it's especially true against this team. Here's a fun stat for you. Every time they've beaten Kansas State, all nine times, mm-hmm. have been by ten points or more. They've never oh. 
And the last big one was 2009, 66 to 14. I would and like then, something like that. Yeah, then Cliff beat them 59, 44 to 2015. So that every was, time they played them, I mean, they yeah. put points on the board. That 2015 one was the one where they recovered like two onside kicks to even mm-hmm. get it to that score or something stupid like that. I remember that game. Um, you know, it, and defensively, make Skylar Thompson drive the ball. You know, don't mm-hmm. give up big plays. Make that offense. If they want to go three yards, four yards in a cloud of dust, make them do it because at some point they're not or they're going to turn the ball over. So it's just, you, know, you, you just got to hit them early and make them drive the ball. Something that's going to be to watch for for the defense. I mean, Texas had that screen pretty much available all game. Yeah. Um, they're going to do that with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to roll them out or, you know, they're going to make plays in the backfield that they're yeah. going to have to, they're going to do the plays that, you know, like, like we mentioned the red, that the red Raiders use those right. screen plays, you know, those little short, uh, you know, dink and dunks, just they're going to do that. So, yep, yeah. And make a play. And right now, obviously, you know, you're focused on Deuce, Deuce Vaughn because he's their playmaker. He's a good guy. That um that's been kind of you know giving them these this or at least gave them that boost last week. So yeah, and this is a big test for Wells too. I mean, you come off a game like you lost um, on Saturday. That's that sucks as much as it sucks for us. Imagine the players, you know. And so his ability to get them up for this game, get them ready to play, get them ready to fight is going to be a is going to tell us a lot about him as a coach. But I mean, we're, look at Chris Kleiman's in the in the opposite situation. You know, Kansas State just upset the number three team in the country at, at their place. Is he going to be able to get them to focus up to play Texas Tech? You know, yeah. so they're, they're, they're opposite ends of the spectrum, but we're, we're going to get a good glimpse at how these coaches can manage their players and their emotions. Yeah, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a game where two teams come in on different highs. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And I, like I said, I, I'm still working on my, my Texas recap. I'm working on the defensive breakdown, you know, today. And I uh, – so I haven't looked into this game. I, ju- I just know, you know, after watching the Kansas State against Arkansas State and watching them against OU and, you know, obviously watching the Tech game, I, it's going to be a close game. It's two – you know, they're not similar teams and styles, but they're similar in ability um, and, and just – you know, it's it, hopefully it's another good game and it's going to be another chance for the Red Raiders to not, you know, to be the team that wins the game instead of the team that gives it up. I think, I think it's going to be close enough for that to be the case. And, you know, maybe we'll see some growth from the coaches and the players on how to, like Rico said, you know, you know, jump on the neck when it's time to finish them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, um, all right. I'm just I'm I'm excited for another football game. We survived another week. Um, no, no COVID positives. That's true. We had it. You know, other than we, it's you know the corona makes everything kind of hard to to know injury or illness wise. But you know, you had a lot of players, a lot more players available this week than you did last week, and hopefully that continues. Kansas State can't say the same thing. I mean, that was the big story going into the game. They were missing five guys in their secondary. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them because, you know, just their numbers have been higher than ours. So it'll it'll absolutely be interesting. Well, any any closing thoughts, Brandon? Anything else? Yeah, it's kind of off topic. Yes. Um, 
I have two windows open when we record these, and I'm on Twitter right now. Oh, okay, not Randy Mahomes. Randy Mahomes. I am listening to you, but this kind of <laughs> took my took my attention away because this might be some news that we all need to keep in mind okay. as Red Raiders. Because I do this all the time. She she tweeted, "If this announcer, the Ravens and Chiefs are playing Monday Night Football, if this announcer doesn't stop calling my son Pat, I may scream." LOL, oh. help. You know how many times I've said Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Is, is that, do they not, do they not like that? I don't know. That is, that is a and good question. 391 Randy, retweets right now. Randy Mahomes, if you're listening to this, let us know. Yeah, let us know. And it's, apparently they can't uh, pronounce uh, Edwards Hilaire, his name right either. But, but yeah, that interesting fact for Red Raider fans is Pat's mom doesn't like, Patrick's mom doesn't like oh, yeah. him being called Pat. <laughs> all right well i will anyways uh, i will try to keep that in mind uh yeah just that's like i said off topic but uh it caught my attention so yeah that, they're that they're rolling though they're rolling so the chiefs are rolling i mean all right at least we got that and at the stars they... are losing right now oh gosh well so all right then i, uh, I like to do multiple things at once taylor so no that that's great i appreciate it I do not have that ability, but I appreciate that you do. <laughs> but no, right, um, but yeah, I think closing out though, uh, I'm expecting a good game too on Saturday. So yeah. we'll see what happens and we'll talk about it. I guess whatever happens, next uh, you know, on Saturday, we'll talk about it on, on next Monday and see how we feel. So. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. And uh, as always, and uh, we'll, Hope uh, that this week just continues. And like you said, no more positive tests. Let's just yep. get two healthy teams ready to go in Manhattan on Saturday. So thanks for listening from uh, to From Here. It's potable, and we will see you all <laughs> next week. Change my mind if you ever switch it up